name of the Lord. Our God is good. <laughs> good morning. Welcome to Rock Saturday Baptist Church. This is the day the Lord has made. You should rejoice and be glad in it. My prayer that you're recovering from the hour of change. I know it's hard on everybody. We always think that the fallback is the easier one, but no, it's harder on me physically because I seem to stay up an extra hour that we're missing and I have a harder time getting up in the morning. But it's been that way with me for years, and so I'm just now recovering from it. Blessed be the name of the Lord, and it's good to see you all here. However, the bad news is it's November, and we got our first taste of that cold. And I don't know about you, but there's a reason. Some of y'all said, amen, they like that cold. No, I, I like the warmer weather. I like the warmer. Not too warm now, but uh, not too cold either. I like about that 70 uh, all day long and 60 at night, 60 at night. So, uh, but that was a little too cold for me. All right. Well, it's nice to see each and every one of you. If you're joining us online this morning, we want to welcome you as well. As you consider joining us here in the sanctuary, be a part of what God is doing in Rock Sandy Baptist Church, to visit us in the sanctuary. If you fill out the little uh, visitor card you'll find in front of you, place it in the offering plate as they come around so we can have a record of your visit. We would greatly appreciate that as well. In the meantime, we do have several announcements I want to share with you. Number one, uh, as you may know, yesterday we had, I uh, guess, completed our Operation Christmas Child uh, Collection Week training. Is that right, Sister BJ? And I'm sure that went very, very, very well. The youth group has returned from its fall retreat, and that too went very, very, very well. Thank you for your prayers in that. We had a blast. And we didn't stop laughing, we didn't stop crying. Until pretty much we got home, and then we started sighing, saying, I'm tired, amen? So it was a lot of fun, and thank you for your prayers in, and thank you for allowing your children to go. You're used to going that. We're already planning some uh, uh, next upcoming activities, so I want you to be aware of that. Number one, December 3rd, the youth group is going to go, or try to go, to Main Street, Bethlehem, and burn it. And we want to invite you to come with us, so we're going to go as a church and have some fun with that. It's all in the evening time, as usual, I think. Uh, so we'll get there as soon as we can so we can get uh, there in that line, you know, in front of the line, not have as long as wait, and move on in that. So that would be a beautiful thing. We're going to try that December 3rd. And then uh, the youth group planning an upcoming movie night at Pastor's House. So uh, you're also welcome to be a part of that as well. I uh, want to take your attention to December 9th, which is Friday, uh, 5 to 8 p.m. We'll be having an ugly sweater contest. And so you want to come and be a part of that. We'll also have some cookie exchange going on in there. Just a time of fellowship, time of game. Uh, not much going on except for the fellowship part, but the ugly sweater contest is going to be a lot of fun. So come and be a part of that. And I'm telling you right now, you want to challenge me because I have an ugly, ugly, ugly sweater. And when I put that sweater on, it's even uglier. So praise God in that. Uh, December 11th, Children's Christmas Katata is coming up at 6 p.m. Uh, December 18th, the adults will be coming up. I want to remind you that the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we will have no services uh, that evening, so you can stay home and make your pecan pie, pumpkin pie, and if you're mindful, you can drop a piece off to Brother Josh and I'll help you eat it. Amen? All right. I think that is all of our upcoming announcements other than today. Uh, we have our normal services, uh, 4.30, Christmas, Cantata, slash choir practice. Don't forget at 4 o'clock, ministry team meeting. Uh, Sanctuary today, so it's Katana practice in the sanctuary, fire practice in the sanctuary at 4.30. Uh, ministry meeting at 4.30 in the office building. Don't forget Saturday, we'll be having a men's prayer breakfast at 7 a.m. And uh, it will be at Southern Hills Baptist Church. And uh, I believe security is going to be as well. Is that right, CB? 
guess, and that would be about 8.30. So, followed by the administrative team meeting on Saturday at 10.30. So, I think that's about all of our upcoming announcements. Don't forget, Wednesday night Bible study here in the sanctuary at 6.30. I'll start another one. Amber had one. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we are still receiving Thanksgiving donations. In fact, we need some more, but we got to have it in by Wednesday. So, what we're looking for is uh, pantry items, so things that help make the sides of those turkey dinners. Uh, we're looking for stuffing, cranberry sauce, green beans, corn, uh, things like that to help uh, make that Thanksgiving dinner complete. So we need some more of those. There's a box in the foyer for Thanksgiving baskets or something like that. So uh, you could put it right in there or you can bring it to the office and we'll take it from there. Um, either way, we're collecting those through Wednesday. We do need some more help in there. Thank you, Sister Amber. Is there anything else I may have forgotten? Other than that? share a little bit with us about OCC. Remind you guys during National Collection Week on Monday, if you did not get to see me dress up as a Christmas box, you'll get another opportunity to do so. So come visit us on Monday and see that in uh, all right. I think that's it for our announcement. So let's have a word of prayer and let's be praying as we see the flies and welcome one another. Father God, we thank you down Jesus' name. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house Lord, this morning. Bless us now as we get ready to worship. May you worship me in peace and spirit. May your name be glorified and magnified. I pray for those, Lord, who are out traveling. Those Lord who are homesick today, we pray that we love and pray for and heal them and bring them something that's good. And I pray, Father God, for those who are working and doing other things that they could not be here today, that they would know, Lord God, that they are missed and loved and prayed for. Be with us now as we worship. May your name be glorified and magnified. In Jesus' name we pray.
would, start making our way back to our seats. We have a short OCC video we'd like for you to see.
blessing. Incidentally, we will be meeting today at 4.30 for choir practice and choir practice right here in the sanctuary. So you just be helping us out. We need you to come and be a part of that and help us sing that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, we are learning as much as we are uh, sharing. So perhaps you can come and add your talent to us. So if you have your Bible with you, help us be preaching to Dr. Matthew. fall in love with the sermon uh, today. I did. It just came to me the, uh, the last week or so. Developed it. Had a little break in that development as we went to youth camp this week. So let me tell you a little bit about youth camp. So we left out Thursday, as you know. Thursday about 545 in the parking lot. We took some, some clowning around pictures in the parking lot. We had a good time. So we from there to Bush's Chicken. I've never seen a bunch of kids so happy when we got to Bush's Chicken. So I don't know why, but, you know, there was some uh, star rappers being thrown around and some hats being thrown around. It was a lot of fun, and we enjoyed that, and kids had a lot of uh, fun. It was a great time there. We then left out of there and went straight to Star River Sanitaria. About an hour and a half, hour and 40 minute drive, and we got there. And when we got there, we immediately took possession of our bunks, if you will, and the kids got to choose which room they were in. And all the guys stayed in one room. And you know what? Praise God for that. But the difference between the girls and the guys' room was undeniably, uh, well, let me just be honest with you. When you get to the guys' room, you could tell whose was, well, boys' clothes were everywhere. Yeah, they had to go through the last day of whose pants are these, whose underwear is these, whose socks are these. It's amazing what happened there. A tornado went through there. So uh, we did that. We ended up watching a movie that night. We got in about 9.30. We ended up watching a movie called The Encounter. It was a lot of fun. We'll be in the church library soon, so you'll be able to check that out. And you'll see your youth saw it. It's a very good movie, uh, but it is youth-minded, so keep that in mind. And, uh, but you'll get to see that. It's a uh, very spiritual, very good movie. Um, then we had devotion, our first devotion. That night we broke off the bed. So, of course, we get up Friday morning, and guess what had happened? Somebody turned on the faucet, and it just came and came and rained and rained. And you know what? I'm kind of grateful we weren't in the tropical snow because y'all got hail. We didn't get any hail. We got a little bit of wind, and we got just a little bit of thunder and lightning, but we had rain pretty much all day Friday, so it was Friday evening. And uh, so we had to change some of our activity. We had a whole bunch of outside activity plans for the children, for the youth. We had to change the inside activity. I want to give you just a couple of, of ideas of what you may have seen uh, if you were with us that night. We played a game called Mosquito Tag. What is Mosquito Tag, you might say? Well, I want to invite you to check out Robert Bradley Baptist Church Facebook page, and you'll see some of those videos there. If you don't see it there, you can check out on my personal page. Uh, and don't forget to like Robert Bradley while you're there and follow it. But uh, you'll get to see Mosquito Tag. And what that is is when kids take a pool noodle, I don't know if you know what a pool noodle is, but they're a lot of fun and they're dangerous in the hands of youth. They become head bonkers, unsupervised. And, uh, but uh, they, they put it on their, their lips like they're a mosquito, and they have to run around and tag each other with that. That was a lot of fun. It, in, in the long term, it turned into elephant stumps, and they were, you know, good. So it was great. We had indoor dodgeball. We had uh, a bunch of things inside that could happen. We had a lot of fun with that. Uh, we ended up playing uh, Yahtzee with huge dice. And let me tell you, Pastor got a Yahtzee, praise God. Did I win? No. No, I lost. We had several folks come up and join us. Uh, Kirby Wiseman came up and beat me in pool. 
In fact, the kids beat me in pool, too. I'm not a good pool coach anymore. And uh, Brother Mario came up and preached to us on Friday night. It was outstanding job. God bless you, Brother Mario. Brother Robert Wade came up and led us in worship, brought an electric guitar, and brought the house down. Praise God. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and we, we really, really appreciate that. Appreciate what you did in that. Uh, of course, we finished off that, that evening. Of course, it was still raining and damp and cold. So we finished off that evening with our doctor. Church. We had a Shabbat experience on Friday night as well, and then we woke up Saturday morning. Saturday morning uh, seemed like everything went back to normal, except that the ground was muddy, of course. So we limited our, our outside activities to where we could not be too muddy. We ended up doing archery with Miss Amber, and that was a lot of fun. And then uh, we had devotions with Miss Amber again, and we ended up packing up and leaving from there. We watched another movie called Save a Life, and that too will end up in your church library. On the lookout for those and check those out. So we had a, a lot of fun for those couple of days. On the way home, we got to visit the first church that I ever pastored, not far at all from the Southern Baptist Encampment. And they got to look at the first stopping grounds of, of where I was. I used to drive there for 10 years. A very old church, very old building, and uh, still old and still falling apart in a lot of places, but still very beautiful in its own way. Uh, so we stopped and looked at that, and of course we looked at the few historical sites. On the way home. All right. So thank you for letting me introduce those. As I said before, we are planning the upcoming uh, Main Street Bethlehem, and of course, we're planning a movie night during the week or so at my house. So you are welcome to come and be a part of those plans. If you have your Bibles with you, Matthew 3 is where we're going to be. We're going to start out and watch the Matthew and Thomas more is to give a great Christian. A great Christian. It's actually a really simple message. But sometimes we overcomplicate it. We try to make Christianity into things it's not. Can I be honest with you for just a minute? Christianity is not about what you eat or don't eat. Uh, people often think that the kingdom of God is, is food and drink. No, it's not. The kingdom of God is not food and drink. And uh, we try to make it into those things. No. But Christianity is very simple, yet very, very, very complicated. If we're going to be obedient to God, then we must be committed to God. Can I get an amen on that this morning? So obedience and faithfulness go hand in hand. In fact, biblically, belief and obedience are nigh inseparable. In other words, if you truly believe, you will truly obey. If you are obeying, it's because you believe. If you're not obeying, it's because you do not really believe. And that's really the biblical message as you start looking over and over and over again into it. Belief equals obedience. Non-belief equals non-obedience. So what does it mean to be obedient? Well, if you would look at a modern-day definition, and remember we need to be careful with modern-day definitions are trying to change things, but literally what it, a, a good view of it is compliance with an order, a request, a law, a submission to another authority. And that's what it means when we're obedient to God, that we become submissive to His authority. To be obedient to God, well, we must become submissive to His will. In other words, we need to learn what God wants us to do and get to doing it. We need to get busy being busy in God's will. Biblical obedience, simply put, is accomplishing God's direction. Really simple, really simple message this morning. If God said to do it, we should be doing it. Amen? 
we're now in a time. We're now at a time where we debate over whether God is true and commandment, or whether God's words are actually commands. In fact, some of them, and I've heard this said before, well, God won't hold that against me. So well, why not? They need to can't answer it, but deep outside it, because they have the mindset that they're special, or that they're better than the others, and therefore God doesn't hold them accountable to that standard. Well, let's look this morning in at what makes from others. I said before, the title of this morning's message is A Great Christian. And it's my prayer to each and every believer, member of Robertson Avenue Baptist Church. Let me just lay something out. You can be a member of Robertson Avenue Baptist Church and not be a believer. Did you know that? You already know in your heart whether you believe in God or not. You already know whether or not you're obedient to Him or not. If you've been disobedient, then this message is for you this morning. If you're online and you've been disobedient, this message is for you this morning. I'd like to go ahead and open up. Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name. Bless you. Praise you. Ask you to take charge. We look into your word. Speak to us, Lord God. Open us up to hear from you. That if there's anyone who needs to come to know you, or anyone online who needs to get right with you, would you let today be that day? We bless you and praise you and give you all the glory even now. Ask for you to speak to us. probably did and didn't even know it. You broke some of those. You might say, is ignorance uh, an excuse? No, it's not. I was come to God. Well, the reason why it's not an excuse is because God has taken the time that he set in the us to write that law on our heart. You say, well, what about eating bacon and things like that? Is that the law we're talking about there? Those are symbolic laws, case laws, ceremonial laws, and I'll be honest with you, those things do apply, but they don't apply to you. And these are those apply to you. Jesus comes dead to the law. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Amen. But you are responsible for the moral law. You say, what is the moral law? You know them. You know them quite well. They're written on your heart. That is, when you lie, why do you feel guilty about it? Because God wrote it on your heart not to lie, and you're still telling the walker. When you steal something, why do you feel guilty about it? Because God has taken the time to write it on your heart itself. Well, number one is agricultural for them. And two, they were a 
very peculiar people, and the rest of the world will come to look at them and say, Why are you so different? In fact, the Bible is very, very specific, extremely specific. Poor addresses how you are to dress. Not specifically what shirt or pants you wear, but what your clothing is made of. That's right. No polyester rags for God's people. Everything was 100% cotton or made 100% wheat. Made no blending of it. That's a picture, a spiritual picture of God's people do not blend with the world. And let me tell you, the movement in the church today is to mix the church with the religions of the world. To allow them in, you know, Santa Claus and Easter bunnies and things like that. We don't mix that in. We keep Jesus for He is. He's God. Not only is He God, He's our Lord. He's our Savior. He's the head of the church. Amen. 100%. We don't mix it. Now, out of all those commandments, which one do you think would be essential? Remember now, you want to be a great Christian. And that's what we're talking about this morning being a great Christian. Which one would you keep to make you a great Christian? Truth is, they're all essential ones. Every one of them is essential. If we followed God's way of doing things, we'd be a lot healthier. That's right. We'd be a lot healthier. God says, don't be a glutton. Unfortunately, I get gluttonous any time a box of fruit is around. Amen or only? <laughs> Let's not even get talking about what happens when pecan pies are around or anything like that. God says, don't be gluttonous. And you know what? There's a reason for it. God says there are things you should eat that you will need to help you to sustain them naturally. So which one of those laws, which one of those laws, do you think would be exhibited in the pictures that exhibit all the time in Christian life? Which one would make you a great Christian. Well, what about those famous Christians? What about those famous Christians? Everybody loves them. I don't know about you, but I grew up hearing about the Ten Commandments, and the only Ten Commandments I knew about was Charlton Heston standing there. You know, where he delivered the Israelites from Jill Brenner? I mean, Pharaoh? Sometimes I get them to What about those famous Ten Commandments that we hear? So much about that your pastor, I have preached on more times than I can count. I refer to them in almost every sermon. It's not directly indirectly to those ten commandments that God has taken the time to write on our heart, on our conscience, that our very conscience would bear witness of them. What about those ten commandments? Which one of those do you think that a Christian would give it all the time? Well, I imagine, I imagine maybe one of those is all four of those, right? Which one should stand out the most? Which one should we exhibit at all times? Which one should we exhibit? You know, somebody wants to ask you about that. This is what he said. Second to turn there. Matthew 22, verses 35 to 40. The Bible says in verse 35, Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your 
said that's the first and great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. that first and greatest commandment, we start seeing something in it. If we're going to be a great Christian, if we're going to be 
called us to be. If we're going to be saints and well-standing bad church, we need to start being obedient Christians. Amen? Jesus said we need to love the Lord our God with all our hearts. He told us what the greatest commandment was. He said you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Love Him with all your heart. You want to be a great Christian? Start loving God with all your heart. You want to be a great Christian? Start loving God with all your soul. You want to be a great Christian? Start loving with all your mind. If we're going to be those great Christians, then we need to start getting back to what Jesus talked about. I like to call them the basics. We need to get back to the basics. Back to the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. We need to get back to what he told us to do. He said, be about my business. We need to get back to what he called us to do. Seeking and saving that which is lost. We need to be back to proclaiming the gospel. Back to proclaiming good news. Back to sharing our God is a way maker, pain taker. He is a prison shaker, chain breaker. Church, he is unmatchable. Amen. We need to get back to those basics. Back to the Bible. We need to become committed to the great commandment. That's the question. You love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. Do you love Him like that? How do we do that? You might say, well, how do we do that, Pastor? And you might be in the seat this morning. You might be online asking that question. How do I love God with all of my heart? And you know what? If you haven't figured out how to love with all your heart, that's because you've got a problem loving Jesus. I want to share with you something personal. Number one, before I met Jesus Christ, I did not know how to love. I did not know what love was. Oh, I heard my mom and my dad say, I love you. I heard my brother say, I love you. I heard teachers and I heard principals and people who were close to the family say, I love you. Aunts and uncles say, I love you. But I did not know what love was until I beheld it on Calvary's tree. And I saw what God did for me. How he would take a sinner like me, a wreck like me, Watch me, make me do. Oh, amazing grace. How sweet that sound was. That's when I learned to love. And I thought I knew what love was. Some of you might be struggling with love right now. How do I love my wife, Pastor? Well, you don't have any love until you start letting God love you until you start loving God. You're not going to be in the right place. What sounds easy, though, doesn't it? Love God with all your heart. Sounds really simple. But it's not. In fact, there's nothing easy at all about it. To love God with all your heart. In fact, the Bible tells us our hearts are desperately wicked. In fact, they are deceivers. Our hearts can take us away from God. And how do we love God then with all our heart? Well, the first thing we need to do, the first thing we need to start doing, remember we started out this message, is by saying belief is equivalent to obedience. To obey is because you believe. If you don't obey, it's because you really don't believe. How do we love God with all our heart? Well, I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 8. We'll take a look at a picture of an Ethiopian eunuch with his apostle, his disciple, a deacon named Philip. Take a look here at Acts 8, 36-37 here. The first thing we need to do is believe with all our heart. You want to love God with all your heart? You need to start believing with all of your heart. Acts 8, 36, 37. Take a look here. The Bible says, Now they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. 
And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. If we're going to start loving God with all our heart, we need to start believing with all our heart. And when we believe God, we end up obeying God. Philip had delivered the message to the Ethiopian eunuch. Not only do you need to repent, not only do you need to trust in Jesus Christ, you need to follow through in obedience and be baptized. And this eunuch said, I see water. Why can't I be baptized? And Philip said, and I love his answer again, verse 37, if you believe with all your heart. Again, in a theological debate the other day with one of my pastoral friends, and he said, what's the requirement for baptism? I gave him Acts 8, 37. Believe with all your heart. He said, I haven't read that one in a long time. I'll call you later. Believe with all your heart, and you may. Do you want to love God with all your heart? Start believing with all your heart. Put your heart in God's hands, and let it become an obedient servant's heart instead of a wicked heart that disobeys and becomes stiff-necked. Believe with all your heart. Believe with all that you are. Ethiopian eunuch's belief resulted in obedience. He stepped down and he was baptized. You see what happened to Philip if you read the rest of the story? Philip was taken up in a whirlwind and goes to a little town called Azotone. I love that right there. You ever think about the whirlwind of a church service? Well, you know what? That's because somebody's believing with all their heart. When church ends up being a whirlwind like that, then we're believing. We're obeying. And when we believe, we start obeying. And when we start obeying, we start seeing God move. And whirlwinds start happening in people's lives. Hearts start getting changed. Lives start getting rearranged. And people start getting saved again. Amen? Believe with all your heart. If you're going to love God with all your heart, you need to believe with all your heart. Not part of it. Not half of it. Not half-heartedly. All of Learn to listen. I told you before, Jesus is quoting when he gives us the great commandment. When he gives us that first commandment, he quotes from Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 and 5. And this is what it says in our book of Deuteronomy here. It says, Hear, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. In fact, I'm going to give it to you in Hebrew right now. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, Israel, the Lord our God, He is one. Our God, He is one. not three distinct individual gods. No, he's one God. And let me tell you something right now. The first part of that commandment is to hear. Did you catch that in verse 4? Hear. Hear Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Strength sometimes, biblically, can be to your mind. Have you ever heard someone who has a strong mind? Well, if you have, then you probably met my wife next year. Amen. You've probably met her before. I don't like weak-willed women. I like strong-willed women. And let me tell you, I've never met one stronger than Betsy Doodle. Here's the point. Now, that's a good thing. That's a compliment now. So my wife is strong-willed, but she doesn't mind sharing with me her opinion, her thoughts, and I'll tell you something else she does. She'll say, I don't agree with you. And I'm still married to her after 25 years. That's because she's strong-willed and says, no, <laughs> no. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We need to learn to listen. The second thing we need after we start believing with all our heart is we need to start listening with all of our heart. We need to love the Lord God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. You probably know that Jesus is quoting from Deuteronomy, and you probably know that it got changed just a little bit in the order because of that Septuagint. However, in Hebrew, like I said before, the first great commandment starts like this. Shema, which means hear. 
of literally listen. It means listen to me. Listen to what I am saying. Because you can't go any further until you hear. The Bible tells us over and over and over again that if we don't hear the voice of God, that we are not God's children. I want to ask you a question this morning. Have you heard His voice lately? And if you haven't heard it, you need to get yourself right with God right now. How do you do that? By believing with all of your heart. Hear, O Israel. Listen, Israel. If we're going to love God with all our heart, then we have to learn to listen. Love God with all your heart. Listen with all your heart. Did you know that there's an ear in your heart? Look at that down there. H-E-A-R-T. There's an ear in your heart. Some of us have to have a hearing aid next thing. The truth is, if we're going to love God with all our heart, we need to start believing with all our heart, and we need to start listening with all our heart. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. He's not divided. He's not separated. He's not double-minded. He doesn't give us a double talk. He's one. One. Always one. Always the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? One. You've got to learn to listen to him. You've got to hear and listen. And when you learn to believe with all your heart, when you learn to start listening with all your heart, and your heart's going to hear what God says. What's God saying? Let me tell you what God's saying. God is saying, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Would you start loving God with all your heart this morning? It's time for you to do that. It's time for you to get your heart right with Jesus. You've got to hear it. You've got to hear it. You believe with all your heart, and then you start listening with all your heart. To love means you have to listen. I've had many a husband come into my office and say, Pastor, I don't understand my wife's love language. You know what I tell him? I said, because you're not listening. He said, plain You are not listening. Real love really listens. And if you love God with all your heart, then you will listen to what he says. You will obey what he says because you believe what he says. We are to love God with all our heart. We believe and we listen. That's not all we need. He said we need to love God with all our soul as well. Love Him with all your heart. And let me tell you, we can stay on that all day long. Learning to love God with all our heart. Learning to believe with all our heart. Learning to listen with all our heart. But you know what else is in there? I just didn't have enough time. Nor did I want to do another sermon series. But we could have. I'll be honest with you, you can build more and more and more with your heart than you imagine. You can imagine what God does with a heart that's full of surrender. Imagine how God could take our hearts of stone and give us hearts of flesh when we learn to listen. Give us beating hearts that are back with passion, back with feeling, back with love, back with all kinds of emotion. That heart that was once dead and cold and can never love again, can be loving again and believing again and obeying again and beating again for the purposes and kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but I am one of those who gets sentimental every time I read this kind of relaxation. And I read about how God laid his head on the breast of Jesus. And I wonder what it has been like to hear the heartbeat of Jesus. 
I wonder what it has been like. What did he hear? What's God saying? I truly want to listen with all of my heart. I want to listen to your heart, God. What is your heart beating for? I want to hear Brother Jim Anderson, there right now. A pastor sitting in the pew and said, I need to know this God. Yes, you do need to know him. He's forgiving. He is forever healing. He is kind. He is good. He's gentle. He is so wonderful. And on top of that, he is a God of second chances. Amen. You need to love him with all your soul. Not just with all your heart. Not just by listening and obeying him. You need to love him with our soul. How do we do that? How do you love him with your soul? Let's take a look at those Ten Commandments again. Those wonderful, powerful Ten Commandments. Remember, we're to love the Lord with all our heart and with all of our soul and all of our mind. So let's look specifically at the second and third commandment. Now, I'm not going to sum them up for you. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to read them all for you. I'm going to sum them up for you because, well, for time's sake, we're already about noon there. Uh, but I want to sum them up for you. Let's take a look at that second commandment. That's not make them be any graven image. Any graven image. What about the third one? That's the last take the Lord thy God's name in vain. In other words, don't make idols and don't blaspheme. We're supposed to love God with all our soul. What does that mean to us? How does the second and third commandment fit into that? Well, let me tell you something about soul. To love God with all our soul. To love Him with all our soul. God's people really need to get back to being spiritual. Do you remember? Do you remember years ago, there was this movement to kind of normalize God, to make God kind of like one of us sitting here with us, and say, well, you know, God is just one of us. He's an average Joe sitting in our pews or in our car with us, and he's just talking to us like he's a normal uh, member of us. There was this movement several years ago, and that movement resulted in us becoming less spiritual. It moved us into a reverent worship of God, into a... Love God with all our soul. Souls are spiritual. God's people really need to get back to being spiritual. Souls are spiritual, and we're supposed to be loving God with all our soul. All our souls inside. I'm going to stop and ask you a question. What is soul? You say, Pastor, could you answer that for me? Well, I'm going to answer it this way, though. You ever had some soul food? Hallelujah. There's a couple folks around here have. You ever had some soul food? Soul food? feeds the soul. It does much more than satisfy the heart. It nourishes you. It strengthens you. It stays with you for days on end. It endures. Why? Because it's soul food. And when we start loving God with all our soul, it's a love that endures. It strengthens. It never ends. It never dies. It doesn't stop loving because the rain came or the thunder and lightning or the hail came. It loves no matter what. That's how we love God with all our soul. And we are respectful to Him. He's not Bubba Smash, God. He's not. He's not your best bud to put your arm around. He is Lord God Almighty. He is worthy of reverence, worthy of fear, worthy of all our offerings, worthy of bowing and bending the knee. Love them with all our soul. 
here, John 4, verse 24. This is what Jesus said to the Samaritan woman who was, in my opinion, trying to make God a little more humanized. A little more. He's with me all the time. And it's, actually, that's true. He is with me all the time. But she was trying to make him, in my opinion, kind of like, well, no matter where I go, what I do, how I say it, I have church anywhere, anytime I want. That's the movement that's running across America today. Churches no longer become important to them. Pastors, preachers, God's people no longer important to them. To them, Jesus is Bubba. Off to the side. Look at me in John 4, 24. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. We've got to get back to loving him with all our souls. Back to being a spiritual people. Back to worshiping in reverence, respect. Back to being a fearful people of the Lord our God. And when we honor him the way he's supposed to be honored, I believe we'll see him move again in our church. Jesus also said we need to love God with all our mind. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all our mind. Of course, we have an older version that might say strength. That's okay. What does that mean? Every church I've ever pastored, somebody has written me a nasty note, sent it to me, of course, of course, uh, anonymous, and it says, I'm from a different church, and you guys are going to help me work on Sunday. I always want to write them back and say, did you see time notes? I'll be honest with you, one day I did get one of those back and said, you idiot, and I stood up in the pulpit and said, somebody finally signed an anonymous note. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Look at me in there, verse 9 here. This page is so great that we all do work. Verse 10, but the Sabbath day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gate. For in the six days the Lord God made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Remember why? about that. God created, God did, God did this, and He rested on the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day. Why are you going to bring it up the other day? Well, why does it still happen today? You know? The controversy today. Where people come up with say, I don't believe God made this world in six days. You better start remembering He did. You better start remembering that He formed us from the dust of the ground. We didn't evolve from monkeys. He made us in His own image and gave us dominion over the earth. Praise God. Remember that, especially 
when scientists take God out of life. Remember that when our mind starts doubting what God's Word says. Remember that He made this world in six days, six literal days, and He made us in His own image, and He's still in charge, still sitting on the throne. And one of these days, listen to me now, one of these days, He's coming back. This time not as the Lamb of God, but He's coming back as the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and He's going to be roaring and taking us home. Remember,
love God's people, love God's church. It's amazing, it's fun, and it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to have. Love it that way. I don't want to be a part of that. Perhaps they pass me around. Loving, I have quit obeying it. Therefore, I feel so close. Can God take me back? And the answer is yes. Will God take you back? Yes. Maybe someone will say, Maybe you don't need to talk to me. Maybe you need to be right here at the altar. Talk to God. Get it right with God. Perhaps He's calling you to be baptized. Perhaps He's calling you to be a member of Robert's Magnet Baptist Church. Perhaps He's calling you to take the gospel somewhere, someone, some people. You really to share that with us. We're going to have a word of prayer. If He's spoken to you, I'm going to ask you to humble humble yourself right now. Come on down the aisle. Give the glory to God. Say, I'm putting Jesus in my heart and I'm getting right with you. Whatever it may be. Give us this morning here tomorrow. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name. I want to thank you, Lord God, for the great commandment. Help us to meditate on it. Help us to learn from it. Help us to love you with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind right now, Lord God. And if there be anyone that needs to remember their relationship with you, so let's save you today, Lord. They come back and desire to get back right with you. Perhaps, Lord God, there's one that needs to get their heart right with you by being saved. You let save you today. They reverence you and worship you and repent before their sins, Lord, and repent before you. I pray, Lord God, that they need to your peace. They've been with you and they love you, Lord. They draw the line of that obedience and let save you today. And walk past you. Come home to you. God bless you and thank you and praise you.
Hallelujah. That's what was going up with the Lord. Let me bring up the picture. Let's look at this. This is Daddy Pop. He was being found and hanging out with our youth group. What a great place to be. When he comes this morning, he comes to me and he says, Thank you, Lord God. And uh, he says he wants to be a part of the rest. He wants to be baptized. He wants to fellowship with love and family. He wants to support him, love him, and pray for him. And that's the decision to say amen. Well, we got a baptism to fill up that with big God. And blessed be the name of the Lord. So I want to ask y'all, as we close the prayer, make sure you come up and hug Jackson. Let him know you love him and pray for him. Let him know he's welcome at Rock Nazareth. Go ahead and finish up with this marching right there. And now come up and see Well, my goodness. Don't forget, today, 4 o'clock, uh, excuse me, 4.30, there'll be choir practice. Choir practice right here at that 4 o'clock, ministry team meeting in the office building. Don't forget, tonight's service at 6 o'clock. Um, next week, Carol, we have a special Sunday night service we'll be having on the 20th. We'll be watching a movie in there called The Enemy Giving the Church. So come and be a part of that as well. So I think that's it for our upcoming announcements that are uh, happening right now. Don't forget, ladies, Bible study Tuesday. Are we having that? We're back for the rest of the week? No? Okay. Not even the night service? Okay. So no ladies' Bible study on Tuesday. Men, are they having it on Thursday? Yes. Okay. So men are having it. Men like, no, we're not sitting for nothing. Alright. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. And uh, thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful day. And I'm going to ask Brother Mario Palumpo, would you